Hi, this is Ezi. Welcome to episode two. If you missed the first episode, I encourage you to go back and watch it. In the first episode, I talked about being conscious about your potential. It's very important because if you focus on who you are today or where you've been, it's not really a good thing to start with. You want to really focus on who you can become and where you are heading. It's also important that you should not focus on your defeats, your limitations, your misfortunes, but rather based on your potential, which is unlimited. Today, however, I want to have this follow-up discussion with you. Yes, everybody has unlimited potential. That's generic. What makes you unique? What gives you an age for you to serve in a unique way? by having unique competitive advantage. So today we're gonna to talk about serving based on your uniqueness. Look back and see the history of today's giant companies and very successful people. When they were underdogs, they found a unique proposition in life and business and that allowed them to beat giants. I want you to think about Apple. Apple was underdog. But because they knew their unique proposition, they could be able to beat giants like IBM, Xerox. Think about David. He had a unique proposition which didn't match with Goliath. That was his sling. What about Moses? He was facing with the leader of the superpower country back then, but he had a staff. What's your unique proposal? What's your unique age to serve your community, your organization, and your generation? You need to know that. The underdogs in the past, they discovered what made them unique, and they stood on that unique path. They were not like everybody else. If you become like everybody else, you end up like everybody else. What makes you unique gonna allow you to become separate, become unique and stand out. I wanna give you, remember what I said, I always want to give you practical steps you could be able to take. Not just every practical steps, steps that I have already taken, steps that I studied from the underdogs who transformed it into greats. You already know that I wrote books, two books on greatness. So I have a lot of things that I compiled, filtered, distilled, that are very powerful for you. And I want you to really practice these things. The first thing you could do to find out your unique spot in the world is to know your unique purpose. Simply put, purpose, is the very reason why you are here and this generation and this time and where you are in life. Do you know that? I know it's very hard for some people. For some people, it's kind of abstract. They don't want to talk about it. They think, whenever they think purpose, mission, call, they think about you know people who go to monasteries, people who are missionaries, people who are martyred, you know, things, things like that. No, everybody has a purpose. Why I'm saying is that, think about you. Your physiology is unique. 
nobody had, nobody has, nobody will have your DNA, your fingerprint, your eye written as scan, your heartbeat, your thought written. No one, no one will have. That physiological uniqueness should tell you that you have also a unique purpose. And this is your job to find it out. You know, I make conversations with people. Actually, I wrote one part in my fourth book, The Highest Level of Greatness. I talked about how the great ones, they discovered their purpose, they pursue it, and that made them to become great because they knew their purpose and they gave it all. You can read that book. You can also wait for my next book. My next book is going to be focused on specifically purpose. And I'm going to give you how to discover, how to pursue and fulfill your purpose. But for now, let me tell you a couple of things. First of all, many people don't want to really bother about purpose because, first of all, they have this notion that there's no purpose called purpose. You just pick something and just go with this. That's not true. Every creation has a purpose. And this is my job. This is your job to find that purpose, to uncover it, to discover it. And of course, you know, this episode is not about purpose. I'm going to record more episodes on this. And also when the book is released, you're going to get more. But for now, there are also other reasons why people are not picking their purpose, their unique purpose. One of the reasons is because they confuse it with their vocation, passion, and obligations. People come up to me and tell me that, you know, I found my purpose and I ask them, what's your purpose? And they tell me their career, their vocation. Because, for example, your vocation could be, your profession could be in the area of IT. It doesn't mean that your purpose is necessary in the area of IT. Some people come up to me and they tell me that I found my purpose and I ask them, what is that? And they tell me that raising my kids or my grandkids, your social obligations as a father, as a a mother, as a grandma, grandfather, that's not your purpose. That's your social obligation. Everybody has social obligation. But I'm asking about what's your unique purpose? That's one confusion that people have. They confuse it with their vocation, their obligations, and their passions. Because you have passion for healthcare doesn't mean that your unique purpose is in the area of healthcare. But you have to find that purpose. For now, take your time. Think about your purpose. If it is hard for you to find it, just find something that you're good at. Keep on working. But in the meantime, think about it. Think about finding your unique purpose. It gives you a competitive advantage. That gives you the age to be successful in the area where you want to serve because you are unique. Nobody has what you have. Let's say that you are not clear or sure about your unique purpose. Now, the second thing I'm going to suggest to you is to find your unique talent or gifting. Some people have unique talents. And gifting. I don't. I found my purpose, but I don't have unique, pur- uh, unique talent or gifting. 
You may have. If you go to any sport, science, politics, art, you find people who are unique because of their talent and gifting. If you have a unique talent or gifting, use that to excel, to become competitive, to serve the world uniquely. Now, if you don't know your purpose, if you don't have any unique talent or gifting, the third is your misfortunes, your missteps, your disadvantages. Now, everybody has misadvantages. Everybody has misfortunes. Otherwise, you're not living. If you're living in this world, a messed up world, in one way or another, you have some misfortunes, some missteps, and some disadvantages. Some people, they cry over that. Some people, they take them like their competitive advantage. The world is desperately for look, looking for people who have some unique insights and wisdom because they pass through certain unique experiences. I'm sure you have had some misfortunes, disadvantages. What are they? Can you use them to serve the world? Let me give you my personal. I'll give you two examples. First one, two personal. I'm single and I don't have kids. That sucks, yeah? <laughs> People who care about me, they come to me and really genuinely, they tell me that, you know, I said you're very successful in terms of your education, in terms of pursuing your passion, you wrote books, you have PhD, but you don't have family. You know, I don't have any justification. It takes maybe days for them to, for me to explain to them what I have tried, you know, how I felt. But I don't want to blame myself. I don't want to blame others. I don't want to blame God. I just accept it. This is something that I cannot master. I may marry tomorrow, next month, or next year. I may have kids. But I don't want that misstep or that inability to master marriage and family stop me from pursuing my passion. Actually, if you ask me, I use it for my advantage. I don't want to feel lonely. I'm not lonely because I am trying to empower other people. I could have dwelt on that, you know, singleness and not having family and isolate myself, but rather because I'm single, because I have enough time, I can record this kind of educational video clips. I can write, I can create. There will come a time where I may not have time. I may get, get married and having children, so I need romance time, I need time to hang out with my kids. Actually, I use this time to build for my future family. I want to take care of them. You know what I say? You got it. Of course, you may not have the same challenge. Of course, you may even say, you know, you know AZ, you talk about this great stuff, but you don't even take care of yourself. You don't even have family. Let me be straight. Let me put you on the spotlight. What about you? Why didn't you get your education straight? Why didn't you get um, your promotion? Why did you get divorced? <laughs> I keep on going. We all have areas where we felt. Some of you mastered what I felt, but you might have felt what I mastered. It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter that you, actually I have friends. They come up to me and they tell me that they are envious of my life. They tell me that before you got married, before you had family, you finished your PhD and you wrote books and so on. You're very lucky now when you know, I got married and I have kids. I cannot do anything. My, my wife doesn't allow me to do anything except taking care of the family. I'm stuck. I'm in prison. I sympathize them. I know how hard it is. Individually, one person by itself is very hard to take care of. Think about you have family. It's very hard. I understand that. But rather than beating ourselves because we have family and we cannot pursue, my, pursue our education and passion, we could say that, you know what? I have taken care of my family issues. Now I can focus on my education, my purpose. I'm envious of people who have family because they're done with that. They cannot focus on their education, on their purpose. It doesn't matter where you felt. It doesn't matter where you misstepped. You can use that for your own advantage. You can use that to help people, to serve people. I can give you another example. When I first decided to pursue my passion as a leadership expert, I got a lot of pushback. Of course, people who cared about me, they told me that you're a minority. Who going to listen to you? Actually, you are from Ethiopia, uh, black from Africa. Who going to hear you talking about leadership in America? And then they have, you know, strong reasons and I understand what they were saying. At that time, I didn't have everything that I have today, but I said, you know what, I'll try my, my luck. I'm glad I did. Looking back, actually, it is now my own unique advantage. Because I'm black, because I'm from countries like Ethiopia. You know, back then, my friends were telling me that, you know what, the most important thing that in the Ethiopian community, in your village, in your uh, hometown is, you know, politics. There are a lot of political turmoils. Why don't you involve in politics? But I'm not good at politics. There are good, great politicians. Let them do their jobs. I cannot help my community if I become a politician because I become duplicate. I may not do it well. I cannot serve them because that's not where my purpose is. Some people come up to me and say a lot of people couldn't be able to eat, especially when once we have some catastrophes hitting our community. They come up to me and say, what are you talking about this leadership? It's not relevant to our community. Why don't you help people in these areas? I understand what they're saying. But that's nowhere I have competitive advice. That's nowhere I have track record. There are great people who can raise fundings. Great people who have track records, people who call for this, let them do, you know, do their jobs. Let me help my community in the area where I'm passionate, where I'm equipped, where I have unique proposal. It was very hard when I decided to pursue leadership. But now it's my competitive advantage. Our clients, for example, we teach them about diversity. And they want to see diversity from us. They just don't want to have white or female alone trainers. They want diversity in us when we go out to serve them. They want to see us walk the talk. We talk about inclusion and diversity. And if we go just all of us out there blacks or all of us out there white or female or male, we're not 
walking the talk. So now I don't have a lot of competition when it comes to leadership because there are not a lot of people with my background. Black, from Africa, from Ethiopia, in the area of leadership, you don't find a lot of people in America. And that gave me the age, the competitive age. Now, you may not have the same kind of background that I have. You can blame yourself, your background, you can sit down and whine about it. Oh, I'm minority. Oh, I am this and that. And stop serving the world based on your uniqueness. Or you could say, you know what? Hey, I'm unique. Hey, I'm different. Why don't I serve based on my unique difference? Believe me, the world accepts you if you accept yourself. What I am saying is this. You have uniqueness. Find that uniqueness to your purpose or through your unique talent or gifting. If not, through your, your, your misfortunes, through your missteps. You've learned a lot of insights and wisdom from your missteps, from your weaknesses, from your defeats. You can use those scars to teach others so that they don't pass through the same problem. If I teach people now, if they want to pursue their passion, get their education and so on, I would have advised them to keep the balance, both their family life, their social life, their education, and to pursue their passions. I don't want people just to pursue their social obligation and form family and neglect their education, neglect their purpose. I don't want people to be like me, just pursue their passion, their education, neglect their social responsibilities. It's possible to keep the balance. I'm teaching you from my experience because I impressed my failures. I impressed my limitations. I believe that you have unique purpose. You have unique circumstances, defeats, failures, misfortunes, disadvantages. You can turn those disadvantages into advantages and you can serve the world based on your uniqueness. I want you to subscribe to this channel because I don't want you to miss the future episodes. I want you to engage with me on social media because one episode is not enough. I want you to read the blogs, you know, sign up for the newsletter. And also I want you to follow on social media so that you get multiple posts every day. This is not enough. I want you to share this to other people. If you care about them, you want them to know their uniqueness. You want them to serve the world based on their uniqueness. That makes them great. That positions them to succeed in what they do. You don't want them to end up like everybody else. If you are like everybody else, if you are a generalist, if you don't know your uniqueness, your uniqueness, you end up like everybody else, you end up like being ordinary. But you are an underdog. You can use your underdog status to turn it into your own unique advantage. Keep on pushing. I look forward to see you in the next episode. Thank you very much for watching.